Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 33. Here's Pastor Ryan. Kiki stopped, you know, and he got hit by a car. And, uh, you know, you wonder how life is, is so uh, unpredictable. How many people we know have passed in their early ages? And it's devastating and it's hard. And, you know, it, it just, it's, it, it, it should remind us that we, we should choose to live our days righteously before the Lord. Because we never know when our time is up and he's going to call us home. I don't want to be living bad. With Manasseh, he partied it up until he was hooked in the nose by the enemies of God. And it got serious really quick. With his son Amon, two years he got assassinated. I don't know why. Let's go on to some pleasantries. <laughs> Let's see, see if we can, you know. These stories are crazy. All right. Um, yeah, so Manasseh, okay, so Amon was killed. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. Oh, Josiah. Chapter 34, Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. How wonderful does that sound, right? We do go on to pleasantries. Um, Josiah, his name means Yahweh has healed. God has healed. And the land needed some healing at that time. They needed a, a good king. He's eight years old when he started uh, reigning. And, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. It says here that he walked, right? Walked, you know. I'm not talking literally walking, but to say walk, the Bible means it's his, he had a lifestyle. It was, his way of living was that of King David, who was a man after God's own heart. And so Josiah, his way of life was that of following God. That's the choice that he made. He chose to be blessed. He chose to, to veer away from sin, to veer away from the independent thinking and the independent life and would rather depend on the Lord. And so he was blessed. Uh, at a young age, it says that he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left, meaning that he walked the straight and narrow road, right? As Jesus said, narrow is the path that leads to life and difficult it is and there are few who find it, but broad and wide is the path that, that leads to destruction. And there are many who are on it. it. It is that walking the line, walking with the Lord, keeping your eyes 
Uh, right on the Lord every single day of your life. It's so easy to, to get, to veer off. You know, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. You know, it's like, it's just the Lord. Be, pray, read your Bible, you know, then go about your business and you'll have discernment. You'll, you'll know what, what's right and what's wrong. Discernment comes by way of use, way of exercise. We're able to discern both good and evil, but without it, man, we don't know what, we don't know where we're going. We're blind blind but in the lord if we honor his word we're blessed um in proverbs 4 if you turn there with me i'd appreciate it page 898 in your bibles maybe give me someone in here Raise your hand if it's on that page. 898. Proverb 4. 898. I got big writing old people style Bible. So I have more pages probably. Chapter 4. Verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Just a, if you don't read the Proverbs every day, you should. It's a blessing. I've been reading them since I've gotten saved. And there's 31 of them, one for each day. But we need stuff like that that reminds us. It's, it's adhering to God's word that will keep us, you know, watching our steps. The foolish person is, does the opposite. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. We want to bless life. We want to know how to walk the straight road, and it's through his word. And so here's Josiah, eight years of age, doing right in the sight of the Lord. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Verse 3, it says, For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. I love that. So he was eight when he began, Add another eight years. He's a 16-year-old boy, young king. He's a teenager, 16. And we're told that he began to seek the Lord God of his fathers. I, I was not raised in the church. This atmosphere was foreign to me. I had no idea about what the word of God said. But once I became a Christian and I've been serving the Lord now, for many years, I, I'm, I get to watch the lambs of our church, the children, and then my own children, my, my Olive and Tobiah, nine and seven, and they're, I get to see them grow in the Lord. I don't know how kids in the Lord look like until them and the kids here, the lambs, your children. I get to see them grow up and, 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 and how some of them really are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Some of them just have this, this incredible 
uh, 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 leaning towards the things of God. They grasp it, it seems. They're, they're focused. And, and I thank God for that. And our prayers are for all the lambs of our church, for all the children to have that, that same kind of sensitivity to God. You know, children are like adults. Adults are like children. Why do some people lean more towards God than others? I, I think it's because they want to. It's not rocket science. It's not like he's not an equal opportunity God saying, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Everybody gets to choose, even children. And that's why we serve Jesus, so that people can come here and we can give them Jesus and give them the best chance. Please, Lord, that you would save them so that when you come back for your church, the next day, nobody will be here. And if he comes on a Sunday morning, I hope the church to be empty right after he pulls us up. You know, but anyhow, it's important to believe in the Lord in our children and in the lambs of this church. It's important to speak his truth into their lives. If this young king can seek the Lord at 16, you better believe that we should not buy into the lie of the devil or this world that says, well, they're just teenagers and doing what teenagers do. And remember when you were a teenager and how you went off and you were going to proms and, and Sadie Hawkins dances and Trying to hook up in high school. That's how people think. Well, I did it. Yeah, well, Jesus died on the cross so that your kids didn't have to, don't have to do it. And if this 16-year-old can live right, so can ours. It's a choice. And as long as they're under our roof, they got to abide in God's rules in that house. If not, too bad, too sad. It is a task from the Lord. If you love mother or father or children more than me, Jesus said, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven because too many parents begin to worship their children and say, but I can't kick out Johnny. I just let him and his girlfriend spend the night. Better that they do it here than out. You know, I sound like the world. That's how the world thinks. No. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They're going to get a lot of baloney out in the world. They, God help us that they get truth in some place in our homes. You know, someone has to stand up, right? And that's us. So, but I'm inspired, and I'm learning from the youth of our church. I'm inspired by them. The great job that Pastor David and Pastor Jacob have done with the kids is incredible. Keep praying for our youth. Pray that the youth group blows up. You know, I love shaping kids' minds. Absolutely, we're trying to brainwash them with the truth. <laughs> you know, because they're trying to brainwash them with lies out there. You know, yeah. I'm thinking of that Pink Floyd song from the '70s. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. 
But that's about all I will quote. Forgive me, Lord. (laughs) But yeah, leave those kids alone. Let's give them truth. So anyhow, for in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek God of his father, David, the God of his father, David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem. So now as a 20-year-old, he now begins to purge. He begins to get rid of things that shouldn't be around. Just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Right? He began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, right? All of these pagan gods, these little idols, the carved images and the molded images. They broke down the altars of, ba- of the Baals and uh, in his presence and the incense altars which were above them, he cut down. And the wooden images and carved images and the molded images, he broke in pieces and made dust of them and scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed them. And we're told in 2 Kings that they actually took some of these priests and killed them. They were still around and then burned their burnt, their, their bones on, on their own altars. And so he, he, he got, he, he really, a 20-year-old, just cleaning house for God like crazy. And um, 20-year-old, my goodness. No. Anyways. Um. <clears throat> He also burned the bones of the priests on their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so he did in the, and so he did in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim. He traveled into the northern parts of Israel where the northern kingdom used to be. They had been taken by the Assyrians. So he's still going through out up in the north, man, where they really went pagan worship up there. And he goes up there and he starts cleaning house as far as or he went to Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, as far as, as, as Naphtali, and all around, with axes. When he had broken down the altars and the wooden images and beaten the carved images into powder and cut down all the incense altars and throughout all the land of Israel, he, uh, uh, then he returned to Jerusalem. Jesus said, you know, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right eye, you know, causes you to sin, pluck it out. Now, I don't mean, I, I don't know, figuratively, but he's still serious about sin. It's that devastating. It will kill you. It will kill me. A little leaven leavens the, the whole lump. A little sin, the little sin that one would keep in their, in their home, in their room, in those dark places where nobody sees but God and you. Got to get rid of all of it. Turn it to dust. Perform a funeral over it. Get rid of it. By the power of God's Spirit, we can do that. By the power of His blood, we can have clear consciences as if we've never sinned before. That's how beautiful His blood is. It's so inspiring that for him, sure, we'll get rid of this junk. We'll get rid of it. 20-year-old handling biz. You know what biz is, right? In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, there's that prophecy 
concerning the day of Pentecost and the power coming over the church. In Joel 2.28, he's told, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. It's just the promise of our young people being down for Jesus and taking care of business. We got to give them the best opportunity. We, we have to lead by example. I know there's parents watching on, on YouTube who send their kids here and they don't come. You know, it, that's, you know, you know, that don't work. It will take a miracle. God can do it. But generally, kids, if they see the parents don't care, usually the kids don't care. But those kids cannot stand before God one day and say, well, my parents didn't care, so I'm here. No, no, no. A lot of our parents didn't care. We have a choice to care. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. Amen? Amen. You asleep yet? Verse 8. In the 18th year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord as God. And when they came to Hilkiah, the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites who kept the doors had gathered from the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim, from all the remnant of Israel, from all Judah and Benjamin, and which they had brought back to Jerusalem. Then they put it in the hand of the foreman who had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they gave it to the workmen who worked in the house of the Lord to repair and restore the house. They gave it to the craftsmen and builders to buy hewn stone and timber for beams and to floor the houses which the king of Judah had destroyed. And the men did the work faithfully. And so these guys were uh, sent uh, by the king to uh, grab the, the tithes and the offerings that, that the remnant of Israel had brought into the house of the Lord to give it to the foremen, the workers, those who would restore and do the renovating of the temple. And so now you have um, Josiah, you know, Focus on the house of the Lord. It looked bad. It looked in shambles. So he wants to do renovations. So he gets the, 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 the money and he gives it, make sure, he makes sure that it goes to the foreman. And, you know, there's lessons here, of course. Obviously, you know, I think we talked about it Sunday because we were in it. We're talking about ties a bit or whatever. Offer ties and offers. I don't remember at this moment. It's Wednesday night. Do you? We did, right? Kind of? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was in, in the world. Yeah, because Paul was taking the, the funds to Jerusalem. And so, again, you know, with God, it's all about him wanting our heart. He doesn't want our money. You know, if, if tithe is 10%, we can give God a dollar for every 10 that he gives us. There's a problem. If... <laughs> And I think I said, if, if we're, 
if we, we have control of our finances, then perhaps we have control of our souls, you know? And that's what God is interested in, our souls. Because there's a lot of things that he takes care of with the funds that come in. We talked about it. Yeah, the ministers are supposed to take care of it. If, if they take care of your spiritual needs, if this is the place where you get fed, then the Bible says a worker is worthy of his wages. You're supposed to take care of the ministers. That's part of it. But then also the house of the Lord, as we read everywhere, take care of his church. Uh, in, in Malachi, the Lord says, let, let there be food in my storehouses and, and let, let there bring in the tithes and the offerings into my house. See that there's food in, in, in our store, like excess or extra or savings, storehouses. Make sure they're full. And then God says, I will bless your socks off like nobody's business. And Haggai um, talks about, there's a bit of rebuke, and I don't want to like rebuke anybody here concerning this, but it's just where we can learn that God does care about his house. He says to them in, in Haggai uh, chapter 1, verse 4, he says, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and the temple to lie in ruins. So I personally believe that, yeah, we take care of the ministers, we take care of the bills, but we also take care of the renovations and the keep. Before this didn't make too much sense because we rented at the school in Hemmerling. So the only money that we needed was like supplies, children's supplies. What else did we need? Communion supplies. We didn't even have a pastor that was full-time. We needed a pastor full-time. So it was cool to see God provide through his people throughout the years. But there was all, it's always by volunteer work that we serve. But here God is saying, look, showing us those who do renovations. God is blessed. We're going to do the brother, not we're going to do certain brothers with skills. I preach. They, they have skills. They have real skills. Anyways, they're going to put the floor in the youth room. And, uh, Scripture says right here, we as a church should try to bless them and pay them, which has always been awkward because some guys have a problem with that. Whatever. I read in my Bible, bless those doing the renovations. Amen? So we're going to try to do that. You know. So pray for the storehouses to be full at the same time. I'd appreciate it. Amen? Because it's kind of like this. You kind of want it more. <laughs> Just pray. Amen? He's provided. He always has. But pray. Pray that people will give. Pray that people's hearts would be touched and understand that it's all of our, our duty to do so. Follow me as I follow Jesus. I know how much I give and I know how much Clarissa gives and I give more. I'm just teasing. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to wait. wait you know, Don't tell her. Please don't tell her. <laughs> But the men did the work faithfully, which is also something to recognize. You know that if we're going to do something, the Bible says, do it wholeheartedly and as unto the Lord, not as to man. Colossians 3 tells us that. Do all things unto the Lord. We as Christians, have, you know, should have, you know, Christ-like work, work ethic. Amen? And it's like, you know, there's so many fatherless homes. This is why our nation is so messed up. Oh, so we don't we don't pick up on that diligence, learning from a dad how to be diligent, how to work hard, and you know, and, and there's just so much lacking love. There's so much lacking instruction that 
you know, it's 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 like a world full of kind of folks that aren't putting in hard work, right? So it says here that the men did the work faithfully. Their overseers were Jahath and Obadiah, the Levites, of the sons of Merari and Zechariah and Mushalam, of the sons of Kohathites, to supervise others of the Levites, all of whom were skillful with instruments of music, were over the burden bearers and overseers of all who did the work in any kind of service, and some of the Levites were scribes, officers, and gatekeepers. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m., or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't